Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen and amen. Please be seated. God bless you. I truly want to honor Pastor Emos Fenwa. God bless you, sir. And the leadership of this great church. Hallelujah. I'm looking at my time. This is already past eight. And um, it's only fair that we don't keep ourselves here unnecessarily long. But um, I know that we came with our hearts opened. And while I came, in fact, it started from the office and then we came here and Apostle Mike was teaching. And for me, I just thought to myself, I was hoping that we were really listening because you see when the spirit of god is communicating the goal is like he was speaking to be able to bring understanding and transformation hallelujah and so um i really desire that we pray this for me is a conference but this is the middle of the week so even if it's a few minutes just to share and then we'll pray and we'll see how far God will take us tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. He began to talk about a few things that I feel are very, very important. Um, and, and I love the way that he beautifully presented it. I just want to take it a bit from where he left off so that, you know, we'll be able to have synergy in understanding. And you would notice that he was bringing a very thorough understanding about the ministry of the Holy Spirit how that intimacy is the foundation and that for me while I sat down and I heard him teach I said this man is truly blessing these people because for most believers we there there are three levels of the operation of the power of God the highest of them is the power of God that is derived from intimacy. But that is not the only dimension of God's power. The highest dimension of God's power comes as a product of intimacy. Hallelujah. The second dimension of His power is invested in principles. Now the difference between the first dimension and the second dimension is that the first dimension will require a relationship. It is a byproduct of a relationship. But the power of God that is accessed through principles does not depend on relationships. You do not even have to acknowledge God. All it takes is understanding and the fortitude for compliance. So it is very possible that an individual can reject the person of God and yet access the power that is behind principles. The power was designed to be released the moment there is compliance to the principles. The third dimension of God's power is access through covenant alignment. That means that the way God administers his possibilities on earth in as much as we are the Bible says the same Lord is rich unto all but the way he has so designed his program is that he hides his possibilities in men are we, are we together? he hides his possibilities in men he hides his possibilities in institutions 
and he hides his possibilities in places. You read all through scripture and if you are ever searching for where the anointing is, principally you will find it in men, you will find it invested in earthly institutions and you will also find it in locations. Are we together? The Bible says in Genesis 28 that Abraham um, went, Isaac came to a place called Luz. And the Bible says he lay there to sleep. The Bible never said he was praying or desiring to see God. He just came to a location. And the Bible says while he slept, he found out that it was not just a place, that it was a portal that gave him access even to the realm of the spirit. That he saw angels ascending and descending. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. When Elijah was about to transit, he didn't just transit in any location. He kept moving from location to location. He got to an exact physical place. And he says, Elijah, talk quickly. I'm leaving any moment from now. Jesus himself did not leave to heaven just everywhere. There was a particular place he stood on earth. And the Bible says he began to levitate even in their presence. So he hides his anointing in men. Hallelujah. Now the way covenant alignment, accessing the anointing through covenant alignment works is that there are people purely through the election of grace. Are we together now? Purely through the election of grace. According to Ephesians chapter 3, when you begin to read from verse 3 to 5, Paul was teaching and he was giving the church in Ephesus the basis for his apostolic authority. He wanted them to understand that even though he was not part of the disciples when Jesus was on earth, but that he had obtained grace and he had been called into the fellowship of the mystery. Let's look at it. I want to establish something and then we'll just pray. He says, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. An exact mystery, not a mystery. He made known unto me by revelation the mystery. As I, I wrote a four in few words, verse 4. It says, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. 5. It says, which in other ages was not made known. Do you know what this means? It means there were people who tried sincerely. They prayed, they fasted, they tried to access those truths. But it was archived and kept for a certain age. So it was not about their inability to press. They did their best, but it says that these mysteries were closed and were kept for a particular age. It says, in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets. How? By the Spirit. And the purpose for that is found in verse 9 and 10. Why did God keep this and now reveal to us? Verse 9 and 10 says to make all men see. It is part of that grace combination that was given. There is a grace that can make all men see. Do you know what that means? Regardless the limitation of those men, educationally, intellectually, when they come under that grace, it can make them see. 
What is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God who created all things in Jesus Christ? Let's read verse 10 together. Ready? One to read. It says to the intent. That means this was, hold on. Everything that Paul is saying, he says for this purpose. This is why he beckoned on us to come into this ministry of apostleship to the intent that now unto principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the multifaceted or manifold wisdom of God. So God hides these possibilities in men. But according to Isaiah 9 and verse 6, every time he sends a word to Jacob, the intention is that it lightens upon Israel. Are we together? He never sent Isaiah 9, is it? Please look for it for me. He sent a word to Jacob, it lightened upon Israel. Now, do you know the meaning of that? If God wants to speak to everybody, he spoke about the voice of God. But I need you to understand how the administration comes. Because when Samuel had God, he had it in the voice. I mean, when uh, Samuel had God, he had it in the voice of Eli. He did not hear a loud thunder. When God called Samuel, Samuel ran to Eli and said, Did you call me? He went back again and God called him and, and Samuel said, I know what is happening. The next time he speaks, it is through my voice, the semblance of my voice, but I know the one speaking. Tell him, speak Lord. Because you will hear something that I cannot tell you even though it is my voice. Are we together now? Yes. This is very powerful. What happens is that God would call a man and through the sacrifice of covenant alignment, God will lead that man through a unique path in the spirit. Listen carefully. A unique path in the spirit that will give that man the capacity to be able to host the dimension of God that he wants to invest in him. Now, when that man successfully goes through that season, God will anoint him and grant him the engracing. And the reward of that man for staying with God is that anyone within that dispensation who wants to access that dimension of God will never do it in dishonor to that vessel. That is your own reward for staying with God. That means God will never bypass you to communicate that dimension across that for as long as you are alive. So for instance... When you talk today about the ministry of faith, choose any man of God on earth that you want to. It will still end in Copeland. You listen to Kenneth Copeland and he may be very simple and basic, but you will be surprised. Ignore his ministry and downplay him through dishonor. You will be surprised that as yielded you are in, as in the spirit, you will never access certain levels of faith. Until you recognize that ministry as being a conduit. That is the conduit that God set up to administer his dimension of faith. When Kenneth Copeland dies, God will raise another man again. Are we together now? This is very powerful. The ministry of healing. 
choose any man of God you know that works in the healing ministry. You will keep routing it. It will get back to Benihim standing today. You will never truly walk in the healing anointing ignoring the presence of that ministry. Are you getting what I'm telling you now? I'm just teaching you how the three layers of God's anointing that you can have that anointing through encounters through the manifestation of principles and covenant alignment to people who have that anointing based on covenants. That is the reason why you can come under the influence of a man who has that covenant with God. And even before you understand the dynamics of that grace, it will be working in your life. Did you ever read in the Bible that a prophet said, God opened the eyes of another person? Do you know what it takes for your eyes to be open? Normally, if you are to go through the routine and the discipline that will lead to the open eyes, it is not just one pronouncement, but that under a certain influence, there are things that can happen. Praise the name of the Lord. You won't believe that this, all this is just to explain something that I started. We want to see the power of God move in our lives. We want to see endless possibilities flow through us, whether as preachers, business people. And we know that by the strength of the flesh, we are limited. The Bible in many instances has shown the limitations of the strength of man. That we are very, very limited. Limited in many ways. Are we together now? For instance, the Bible lets us know when, when, you read, when you read all through scripture, it says, Has thou not heard, has thou not known the everlasting God, the Lord? Is that true? It says that he does not, he is not weary, there is no fainting with him. Then he now says, even the young men will faint. The old men will be weary. Now, that is a, it's not an information about backsliding. It is the reality that comes by reason of wearing a mortal body. That there is limitation. Inevitably, you will be limited. But then it says, They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as the eagles. They will run and not be tired. They will walk and not faint. That is the intimacy that he was talking about. That when you spend time with God, your spending time with God is predicated upon a revelation that you are incapacitated yourself. So it is proof of humility that you are depending upon His wisdom, His grace to know that if you run just on the strength of the flesh, eventually, the devil does not have to attack you. The very configuration of your, the, the body you are wearing is enough to weary you. Are we together now? There are limitations that don't come to men just because they are demon spirits. It just happens because of our humanity. That our humanity itself is a limitation. Are we together now? Let me show you a scripture. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Even if it's just 5-10 minutes I touch on that, then we'll pray. Romans 8-26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Who helps our infirmities? The Spirit. 
and that he provides help over our infirmities. The word infirmities there is not just sickness. This is the infirmity he's talking about. What is the infirmity? We are limited. We know not. That is the infirmity. That the fact that we do not have thorough knowledge, we are, there are gaps in our understanding. He calls it an infirmity that by reason of wearing a mortal body, by reason of being, of being a man, that you are limited, unassisted, there is so much you cannot do. And he says there is a provision according to God's intelligence to remedy that reality. Is someone learning already? That the spirit can help. There is something about the human, no matter how well intentioned, no matter how sincere, he calls it an infirmity. And it's an infirmity that the hospital cannot treat. It's an infirmity that no other earthly institution can help to manage. He says only the spirit. Please keep that scripture there. That the spirit helpeth our infirmity. What is the infirmity? We know not. That's it. We are limited. We see in part. We know in part, no matter how educated, no matter how we subscribe to all the things, the variables he's saying that make for an excelling life are so many, it will take assistance. We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So the Bible is clear here that the Holy Spirit has come to help. Everybody say he's a helper. The Holy Spirit has come to help the believer so that the results you command is not a true reflection of your capacity. The result that you command is a reflection of how much you have been assisted. Are we together now? That when you see certain extraordinary results coming from mortal men, do not be deceived that it is a reflection of their intelligence or their capacity. That behind the scene, the helper has come to amplify that which that man is doing. This is the reason why the great in the kingdom understand that we are truly men that have been helped by God. So, when you see uncommon results, whether in ministry, whether in business, it is, it is to the degree to which you see God-like qualities flowing through a man, it is the degree to which the Holy Spirit has been involved in his life. When a man's life is very natural and basic, you can know. You don't clap for me for walking. But when I begin to fly, now that is not something that is easily given to men. You know that I have been assisted. So I can know to what degree you have been assisted by the Holy Spirit by looking at how much of the godlike quality manifests through you. If I still see your humanity, limitations in process, I, like he was talking about lifting mountains, I think that he started with that kind of statement. Are we together now? You cannot be able to lift a mountain, humanly speaking. But when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, the Bible says he, he, he will hold, it will be like the chains will be like wax before the fire. If you understand this dimension of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you will produce extraordinary results. And when people look at you and wonder how come this is happening, you will tell them that it is by the Spirit. It is not a reflection of my ability or my capacity. 
I have only found a way of tapping into the assistance of the Spirit. For the Spirit helped our infirmity. Is someone learning? 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 5. Paul was speaking to the church in Corinth. And he says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves. Are you finding it there now? That many times, Paul, the mighty man that we celebrate so much, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, you would hear him admitting before the people that listen, don't be carried away by the excellence and the dexterity of my communication. I am limited. I am a man. Here he puts it again. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves, to think anything of ourselves but our sufficiency. Our sufficiency. Our sufficiency. What qualifies us? What gives that narrative that we are superhuman is God. Next verse. Verse 6. It says, who hath made us to be able ministers, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. Listen, let me tell you this. By the privilege of God's grace, I have walked a bit with God and I can tell you, one of the major reasons why people continue to struggle in their Christian experience is because they have not come to this state where they admit their inability and insufficiency. For most people, they come to God as strong, wanting Him to make them stronger. You see, the strength of God does not find, it does not rest upon strength. When the strength of God comes and finds strength, it will go back till you exhaust that strength. So one of the ways that God compels you to need Him is to step back and watch you explore your options until you come to a point where you are aware that your strength is limited. Now you are inviting His help. So the Holy Spirit, He's teaching you. When Apostle Mike came here, He was talking to you about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you this. There is a condition and a posture a man must take to attract the person and the help of the Holy Spirit. Just being available is not enough. There must be an admittance within you that I am insufficient and it is not an insult. It is a, an honest description of your state unassisted. Everywhere in the Bible where men declared their insufficiency, God did not ignore them. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. I acknowledge that by myself I am unable to do this. Everywhere God found people declaring that I, I, by myself and by my strength I cannot go far. He would come in and help them. No wonder it is those who do not look like it that truly become it. Because his strength... You cannot appreciate the ministry of the Holy Spirit until you understand something about the weakness and the limitation of man. That way, the Holy Spirit for you will not just become an instrument you use to get power and do ministry. It does not just become a ladder to climb to get fame. There is something about the state of man that makes your relationship with the Holy Spirit a matter of life and death. 
Hallelujah. So the Bible says the Spirit helped our infirmity. Let's read three scriptures and then we'll begin to pray. Ephesians 3 and verse 10. If we can get it in Amplified. Paul was mentoring the church in Ephesus. And having taught them the realities of redemption, he got to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10 and he said, Finally, brethren, Ephesians 3, 6 and verse 10, I meant to say, not 3 and 10, 6 and 10. Finally, brethren, he says, be strong in the Lord. He says, be empowered through your union with Him. Be empowered through your union with Him. He says, draw your strength from Him. That strength which is boundless might provides. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong, not be strong in your intellect. Not be strong. He says, Proverbs chapter 3, when you begin to read from verse 5, he said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. He says, the next verse says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. The next verse is a warning. He says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Every time you see champions in this kingdom, they were not self-made. The first law of intimacy with the Holy Spirit is not asking Him to come. The first law of intimacy with the Holy Spirit is not even prayer. It is not fasting. The first law is an acknowledgement. You have to study the nature of man and the imperfections, the plethora of limitations that reside within this species called man. Then it will make you need God. And the only way God can make that happen is to be patient with you. He will not rush his presence to your life. You will not appreciate the value of his presence. So he will usually, because man as a species is proud, he will allow you to exhaust your connections, exhaust your wisdom, exhaust your intellect. That is why you will see things that should be, but is not. Because there is a dimension of results that is controlled from the realm of the spirit. In fact, it is the foundation of all results. Through faith we understand, Hebrews 11 and verse 3, that the walls were framed by the word of God. Is that true? That that which now appeared came from a realm that was unseen. Many people are unable to experience the power and the grace of God because we are still sufficient in ourselves. There are many sufficient preachers in themselves, sufficient businessmen in themselves, sufficient musicians. So you will have, physically speaking, all the things that by the physical uh, requirement should produce for results. Yet you will marvel and wonder. I have told you that there are times you can have a boat. There are times you can be at sea. That's where fish should be. There are times your net can be working and yet you will not catch fish. It is not lack of skill. It is not lack of diligence. There are times all the variables are correct and yet you will not catch fish. At that point, you don't need fishing again. You need Jesus. Now, let me tell you this. The Lord put this conference to challenge us for many of us that we may need to lay down our pride not to throw away the things we know but to come to a point where we realize that except God helps a man there is limitation there is imperfection 
except God helps a preacher, you can do everything you know to do and you will be surprised that it will not work. Are we together? The Spirit helped our infirmity. The infirmities that we do not know as we ought to know. We do not know as we ought to know. I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 2. Please give it to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 2. I'm just drawing scriptures from my spirit. It says, and if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing as he ought to know. You must assume this state as a revelation, my dear people. I'm showing you by the Spirit of God, the secret of great men. is not so much the things they do. It's a posture in the Spirit that has attracted the jealousy of God. He has come to camp around their lives. There are many who pray. There are many who fast. There are many who study. There are many who are hardworking. There are many who are diligent. All these are very potent principles as far as the overall experience of the believer is concerned. But let me tell you, the foundation of doing business with God is not religiosity. The foundation is coming to a point where you say, Lord, I'm not ashamed. I do not know. I am not ashamed if you do not help me. I am insufficient by my background, my limitation in knowledge. The variables and the odds are against me already by default. However, I am aware that there is a system of advantage you have provided for me. Now with humility, I tap into that system. Now look up please. I wish I had time. I would have shown you all that I am teaching you in the life of Jesus himself. Because Jesus becomes our pattern man. His perfect theology. The Bible teaches us something very powerful. In John chapter 1, when you read, the Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Is that true? It says we beheld his glory, even as of the begotten of the Father. That glory that was full of grace and truth. Jesus came as the logos of God, made manifest. And you will think as the word of God. He should not need the spirit because the Bible begins John in putting his synoptic account of Jesus traces it to the divinity of God. John 1 verse 1 In the beginning, he says, was the word. What credential? And the word was with God. You talk of intimacy. What else is greater than being with God? That is the word with God. And then that word was God. Transformation that he was talking about. He is not just with God. That word is also God. But watch what happened. When he came down to the earth and became a man, he did not come to the earth as a star. He came down to the earth as the word also. At age 12, he was in the temple learning. Question, learning what? Remember, he didn't lose his identity as the word just because he was on earth. And yet he submitted and was learning quietly. With all the gaps and the flaws in the law, he still sat down quietly. And for 18 years, he was preparing. After that, he now goes to meet John, who was now baptizing. And John sees him and by prophecy, he says, 
Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John confessed that I am not a fool, oh, even though I am a prophet. I have seen into the realm of the Spirit. I am not qualified to even touch the latchet of your shoes. And he says, suffer it to be so. This is an ordinance. If I declare sufficiency, the Spirit cannot help me. The Spirit only helps men. When I was God, I didn't need the Spirit. But now that I have become a man, I must satisfy that condition. Of the awareness of my insufficiency. He said, suffer it to be so. That the scriptures will be fulfilled. When John dipped him in water. And he came out. Your Bible says, and the heavens opened. Hold on. The word walked under a closed heaven. As the word for 30 years. This is not Demons. This is not Satan. Satan would come later on. But just because he was the word, his heavens were closed. And the Holy Ghost was looking at him and didn't come. Until he found that posture, suffer it to be so. And as soon as he allowed himself to be dipped, then the heavens were open. You can fast and you can pray. And that is profitable. But if you do not assume this posture in the spirit where you are ever in need of God, don't tell God, come and help me. He will ask you why. Because I acknowledge I am inadequate. Now you are inviting him. Lord, come and help me. Why? Because I hear you are a ladder that makes men great. You will keep praying. <clears throat> you must satisfy that condition. Are you, are, are you understanding what I'm teaching you? And the Bible says, as the heavens opened, the Holy Spirit came in the similitude of a dove and rested upon him. Then the Father said, this is my beloved son. What was he before? For 30 years he was moving, calling himself, they called him all kinds of names. And the Father never accredited what they were saying. In other words, you people can keep calling him a man of God. I have not spoken. There is something I'm looking for. Until I find it, he will not hear my voice. He found studies. He found diligence. And the father did not speak. He even found obedience as a young man. And the father did not speak. There was something he was looking for. When Jesus came and said, Although I am God incarnate, John you are the prophetic voice that is being used and I declare that I'm incapable of doing certain things for myself I submit the heavens were opened I will tell you the reason why many people do not receive in the body of Christ we are full of ourselves based on the little results and the tokens of it that we have around we become full of ourselves and we feel is there really anything to know is there really anything to learn so the power of god will come and move up you and look for one quiet person somewhere who knows he came from a background with no advantage whatsoever who knows that even sociologically he is disadvantaged and he can say god if you can find a vessel in me i may not have what it takes but i'm willing and i'm available and the power of God will come and strengthen that individual to the wonder of everyone. This is how we came on board. We didn't come on board as testaments of intelligence and power. We didn't come on board as testaments of, of skill. There is a place for these things. But I can tell you, 
The only way to reflect, you see, let me tell you this. A mirror does not have any image by default. It depends on the object that projects it. Perfect yieldedness. You cannot have intimacy with the Holy Spirit until you are broken. Until you get to that point of contriteness of heart. If this is my only charge in addition to what you have heard. Because he told you the necessity and even the advantages that come with walking with the Spirit. But let me tell you this. There is a state that you will find. Are you not surprised that there are many... We pray in Nigeria. We pray in Africa. There is no continent that prays yet our rate of transformation and result compared to the energy we dissipate is very small. Because I will tell you, for many people we use prayer just as a system to get accolades and get respite within the religious circle. For others we use these things just for a name. But like he taught you, there are people who more than all these things, they desire to get to a point where their lives will reveal that if God does not help me, no one can help me. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth. The Spirit can help a man's ministry. The Spirit can help a man's spiritual life. The Spirit can help a business. Have you seen God help anybody before? Can you tell the difference between the one helped and the one not helped? When last did you see a man If I ask you to come out now And stand on this stage And I random pick five people And I say point to me The one that God has helped What are the indices you are going to use How do you know God is helping a man And how do you know A man has not received the help of God I wish I had time I would have shown you in scripture there are clear indices that show you can look at your life right now as I am speaking and you can know whether you have tapped into that realm where you are being carried by the wings of the Spirit. You will know you have been helped by God. If there is anything I dread in my life is that God would never allow me to get to a point where I lose out on this posture that secures His help. That is the worst state any man can get to. That if you allow men or things or results distract you to a point where you lose the posture. When Jesus was on earth, he never called himself father. There are names Jesus never used for himself. He acknowledged that he and the father are one. He called the Holy Spirit father. He called God the Father, Father. But he never called himself Father. Because there was his posture that need, he need. Don't think the Holy Spirit just came and rested and remained on Jesus just like that. No. There were conditions. Our sufficiency is of God. We'll find somewhere to pray. If there is anything that you have seen in this life and any life that you admire, I can tell you this. Behind the mighty things that you see God do through men, 
I want you to know this that the help of the Spirit, the anointing, the wisdom, the power, they are all expressions of the help of the Spirit. But that the help of the Spirit would not just come to an individual who is just willing. It takes more than willingness and availability. God is looking for people in this meeting who can genuinely be broken to say, Lord, I know that they call me intelligent. I know that they call me beautiful. I know that they say I am a great man. But I call myself one who cannot move forward except you help me. It is only in your light that I see light. Now, that posture itself is prayer. Because the Bible tells us in Ephesians 3.20 that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. That means your mind is also a prayer warrior. There is something it is telling God. Your thinking can be antagonistic to your prayer that while you are saying lord help me your mind and your understanding can be saying i don't need your help i am full of myself believe me i stand before god to tell you every time i have the privilege to spend time with god a large portion of my interaction with him is lord i am limited limited in knowledge limited in ideas frail as a man I do not even know what my tendencies are outside of your help and assistance and then the Holy Spirit now has something to say he can now come to you since you acknowledge that you need me let's go and he will hold your hands the strange thing is that people will not see him you are the one they will see so they will give you the applause of both you and him you must be wise enough to channel because you are the one who knows. So when you clap for Apostle Joshua Selman, the first clap was more than enough. All those remaining, you are crediting it to the wrong person. I must be intelligent to know that if you weigh me and add everything, it should not equal the results. It means there is a helper behind the scenes. Are we together now? If you ask me to lift this, I probably can lift it. If you ask me to lift this speaker, I may not be able to lift it with one hand easily. Yet, if I touch the speaker and the speaker just rises, it means there must be somebody who is, there is an agency helping. Just because you cannot see that agency does not mean it is not there. When you see God talk to somebody to stand up and come and meet you, and vow that he will not leave you till you are blessed until you rise. Please learn it that the world is too wicked for people to be that kind. There has to be somebody moving them to you. You can know the ministry of the helper. The life of your pastor is proof that God has helped men. Everybody you see has a caption on his head that God is using greatly. Ebenezer, helped by God. Helped by God. In ministry, helped by God. In business, helped by God. That one person goes to bed and is sleeping and God will wake another person for his case and says, ensure that this person and his children do not cry. I give it to you as an assignment. Based on what do you think this cruel and selfish world 
how come an individual will just isolate you to bless you the moment you see those traces know that the helper is moving with you listen I'm introducing an economy for you tonight that I pray that you will tap into it you will truly find rest you can allow the helper man of God the helper can come and help your ministry you will try strategies but if the helper is not there to back it up you will be surprised how what should work will not work have I wasted your time so he taught you about intimacy but let me tell you now that true intimacy is not just powered by reading scripture and prayer alone those things only find their relevance when the state of your heart is already in place you are Ebenezer you are Ebenezer Many years ago, the Lord told me something. He said, Son, if you will let men see me, there is nothing I will not give you. I thought that was a very easy statement if you will let men see me. When God came, listen carefully, we're about to pray. When God came to Solomon in the night and said, Ask! His voice had come. What do I give you? And Solomon started his statement like this. Let me tell you what made him touch the heart of God. He said, God, I am young. I am limited. Now you have put me as a leader over these great people. Am I able to lead them on my own? That is the language that attracts God. He said, grant unto your servant an understanding heart. God said, that's it. Since you did not ask for the life of your enemies, nor for this and that, I have given you an understanding heart, such as I have given no man. And in addition, I have given you riches, wealth, and honor. He didn't ask for those things. Our world today prides ourselves in celebrity living. The truth is when God leaves you, people will acknowledge you. But let me teach you a very powerful secret. It must become, it must become part of your intentional approach to life to make sure that you never rise to a position where you come out of that zone that secures the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I am telling you the key is to perpetually remain in that state of need. That was the blessing he gave Jacob. In Genesis chapter 32, the Bible says that Jacob wrestled with a man after dismissing his wives, his cattle. The Bible says that night a man came to him and Jacob began the wrestle. Are we together? And he said, leave me for the day. The, the day breaketh. And Jacob said, I will not let you go. What was the request? Bless me. Do you agree? Watch how he blessed him. He said, he touched the hollow of his thigh. 
and destabilized the man's balance and then blessed him and changed his name what is your name jacob thou shalt no longer be called jacob but israel for as a prince you have had power with god and you have prevailed he blessed him he touched the whole of his time how does god bring imbalance to your life and calls it a blessing that means he will never have to walk alone unassisted he will always need a staff for that is what he calls blessing that the more de dependent you are in this kingdom that is what god calls blessing that on your own you are never able to stand you will need that rod and staff to comfort you and he says you are blessed he blessed him the sun arose and he called that place Peniel for I have seen God face to face and my life is spared man of God listen to me businessman listen to me there are many things that are not as hard as we think it is it is the state of our heart that continues to elongate and prolong the manifestation of the power and the wisdom of God in our lives. There are many things that others are praying for and God will take it as a love gift and bring it for others. Because they have maintained a posture. To see you high and lifted up. You are shining in the light of your glory. Your power studied revivals I've had the honor and the privilege of meeting a few people while they were alive and one of such people was Reinhard Bonke I remember in 2004 when I went for one of his crusades I was trying to look for the wow factor in that man what made him so exceptional was it the speaking was it what he said? Tens of thousands of people. And I stood for six hours on that crusade ground. I was already a man of God. Oh. You don't receive from a colleague. There has to be that gradient to acknowledgement. I stood there and I said, Lord, you raised this man and you have given him a voice. A man who will go and preach in a land and people will bring in my presence. We used to buy Betamax VHS, the videos of his crusades. It's not what they told me. I saw it. And he preached. When he came up to preach, he shared something so simple, in fact, annoyingly simple. For that kind of test and hunger. After traveling so far, I was scanning, Lord, what is it that secures your presence with this man? Very simple message. And when it was done, my heart honored God and honored him sincerely. I said, God, help me to see. I didn't just come. It was not just to come and see this. By the next day, 
I got there by 3 p.m. I saw them wheeling people on wheelchairs and all of that. And I said, please let me join and help. And also honor this man. And they said, no, 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 no. You are not in the committee that was trained. I said, look, committee or no committee. You don't know where I'm coming from. You should leave me in peace. That was how I was wheeling these people. I said, Lord, this is how it will be in my crusade also. I acknowledge that I didn't have the key. I was not seeing miracles to that degree as at that time. There was no need acting. If it's not there, it is not there. Period. Rather than being humble to receive, you can prolong through pride your journey. I told you the power of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit will search for brokenness. The earlier you admit your limitation, the faster you will see the investment of the Spirit. When I got there, sir, I stood for six hours. Finally, he came up and he shared a very simple parable. And he was about to take water. Then he would now minister to the sick. That was the first time in my life. Even though I was walking in the anointing. Even though I had seen God help me to a measure. I saw the visible manifestation of the Holy Spirit. A giant bird. Bigger than this auditorium. I've told you this. It was hovering around the entire crusade ground. I thought everybody was seeing it. What is this? Silvery lines on the wings. It was not flapping. Just like that. And the Spirit of God took me to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. And the Spirit of God hovered around the face of the waters. For me, it was not just a lecture. It was not theory. I had admitted that I, I didn't know. God teach me, show me. When you are stranded, you go to them that sell and buy. There are them that sell. Not everybody is in need. There are them that sell. You buy with humility. You buy with recognition. And I stood there. When I saw that manifestation, do you know when that vision was over, I had backed the stage. I didn't even know when I turned. Other people were there just laughing. Others were there. But I went there with expectation. Do you know what made the touch of the woman with the issue of blood draw power? Everybody was touching, but they were touching out of sufficiency. There was a woman who had blood that the life of the flesh is in the blood. It had been drained. It was a matter of life and death. The Bible says she has spent all. That is the key. For as long as she still had some, she would have touched Jesus and nothing would happen. She spent all her options on doctors. Every time there is insufficiency, the anointing is coming that direction. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. So when you stand to preach as a man of God, thank God for your notes. Thank God for everything, but you now depend on them and you will be surprised. But when you stand knowing that if you do not help me, you are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing praise. always on the floor. Oh, our hearts always on the floor. From that day, 
the spirit of the Lord rested upon me in a mighty way. I had the honor and the privilege of meeting one man who had worked very closely with some of these generals. And when I met him, I said, what did they tell you? And he said, Smith Wigglesworth, before he would die, he called Lester Sumro. And he said, make sure you do not die with this anointing. He said, when you are old, search for young men who understand the things of the Spirit and impart this grace upon them. And when he said that, I said, oh God, I'm available. I do not claim to know. Yes, I fast, but it can't be in the fasting. Yes, I pray, but it can't be in the prayer. Yes, I study the Bible. I do my due diligence, but help me. I remember when he laid that hands on me. I'm about to pray for you. I want you to be very sensitive. I already see just the cloud of his presence in this place. I didn't used to prophesy like I could give word of knowledge but not to step into the prophetic like this. One night, many years ago, please give me a bit of volume. I was watching William Branham. People had criticized him, said all kinds of things because of some of the mistakes he made towards the end of his ministry. But I had studied the man myself. There are few people who come close to that man's level of humility. You, if you carry the grace on that man, it's only God that will help you to be humble. Don't be too quick to judge or find out what people are carrying first. There are things when you carry on your head, it will take mercy to even stand. And I was, I was watching him, it was in the middle of the night, and tears were coming out of my eyes. I said, Lord, look at the humility that is upon this man. Many of the people who criticize this man do not have one tenth his anointing and do not even have one tenth his humility. I said, Lord, help me. And something happened to me. Light from my laptop. Something just came and rested on my head. Like a cold sensation. It took more than 30 minutes. Please help three people now. I just saw light. As I just said, light. Just help them. I just saw that fire. We'll wrap up now. Just that fire. Three. One, two, three. Three of them. Please help them. It is what God is doing. I'm seeing like, like oil just being poured on them. Please help them. Listen, when that experience happened to me, by the next meeting I went to, it was like the heavens were opened. I said, what is this? What dimension is this? I have about eight minutes from my timer there. And I want us to use these eight minutes to pray. When the man of God came here, he so graciously stirred the waters by challenging you to know 
that the realm of the spirit is the origin, the foundation upon this earth. He told Job, he said, Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? And he says, Canst thou establish the dominion in the earth thereof? More than principles, this earth is immersed in mysteries. And for you to access the deep things of the spirit, to have power with God indeed. According to Micah chapter 3 and verse 8, he says, I have power by the Spirit. Among the three things, if I had time, I would have taught you the three dimensions of the help of God. The last of them is power. The empowerment of the Spirit comes as His way of assisting you. Those who have no might, he increases strength. That's how he helps them. But the strength is only for those who have no might. If you have might, you keep running. CEO, you may still have might in yourself, and so you will keep running. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, your inefficiency may be because you have not assumed the posture that can attract heaven to come and partner with you. The formula is always the spirit and the bride saying come. Results don't come because the bride wants it to come. The spirit must say come and then the bride echoes come for the word to come. The Bible says the word was made flesh. But John was given the dynamics of that manifestation. It is the spirit and the bride that says come. When you say be healed, as a bride alone there is no healing. Until the spirit says be healed. Then the bride says be healed. Then healing comes. When the spirit says be lifted. Then the bride says be lifted. Then lifting comes. Who art Elohim? Who art Elohim? Ruach Elohim Ruach Elohim Ruach Elohim Shalabasadabaladabaladabal Feel this love Ruach Elohim
I want to pray for you. And I want to ask, Madam, can I pray for you? Just lift your hands. The Lord is calling you to a new season of power. I'm seeing a strong anointing come upon you. And the Lord is saying by this anointing, He's opening gates. And He's giving you access. Access to territories. Even by the Spirit of the living God. Access to territories. Even by the Spirit of the living God. Now, I want to pray for you. Please listen. Mountains are not moved by holding them to lift them up. They are lifted by the shout of grace, grace. Grace, grace is a code in the spirit. It is a manifestation of the help of God. I'm going to be praying right now. I'm seeing the number 24. Just a few minutes, 24. And I'm seeing fire come on those people. And the Lord is telling me, that he's taking away the hindrances and giving you room for advancement. I stretch my hands right now, 24, in the name that is above all names. I decree and declare, may that anointing rest upon you now. Rest upon you now. Rest upon you now. Rest upon you now. Hallelujah. Who is Bukola? Bukola. I'm hearing a name, Bukola. Is there someone with that name? I know that our time is up. Bukola. If that is your name or you're following online, Bukola, I just want to pray and speak over that person. Who is Daniel? I'm hearing a name, Daniel. 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 I want to pray for you. What do you do, my friend? This one. Shout Jesus as loud as you can. In the name of Jesus, I stretch my hands. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is coming upon you. And you will step into, you will become another man. Even by the Spirit of the living God. My friend, what do you do? Huh? I cook. You cook? Yes, because I'm seeing the grace that came on Stevie, on you. That from the welfare department, he's taking you to ministry. The call of God is upon your heart, your life. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, may that grace come upon this gentleman. That from serving tables, I shift you by the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, 
you will drink of that wine and you will step into superior dimensions of power in the name of Jesus Christ please bring two people for me now they will shout loud under the anointing to the hearing of everyone I just want to speak to them this one or two minutes two people one is a lady a loud shout I'm just seeing the wind of the spirit rest upon that person he says loud shout to the hearing of everybody my friend take that grace in the name of Jesus Christ help me new dimension that young lady this lady please tap her for me the one praying my dear lift your hands I'm seeing the grace that was on Esther coming on you and the Lord is saying it's a new season I shift you right now by the power of the Holy Spirit even into that season in the name of Jesus, who is the Son of the Living God. Hallelujah. Everything that has constituted a delay in your life. The Bible says, And the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he ran and overtook the chariots of Ahab, even down to Israel. There is a grace that can come upon a man and grant you speed. Listen, you see, the zenith of dominion in life is dominion over time. Dominion over time. Real authority is demonstrated when you are able to manipulate time to work out an advantage for you. It says, and I will restore the years. Not just the things. I will restore the years there are three ways that God brings restoration number one he gives you speed number two he is able to take the things that should have been and to bring it even to your future it is within his power because he is alpha he is omega and the third way that God is able to restore is through favor so he can bring you into prepared blessings even by his spirit there are times that he will empower your crops to produce but it is subject to time but there are times you will need bread directly you will need it even processed he is able to do both it is within his power i'm saying this because i want to release that grace for speed our time is up as I pray, please I want you to be your brother's keeper So that people will begin to run by the Spirit Please help them so they don't injure themselves I stretch my hands right now May that grace for speed By the road of the priest By the road of the apostolic And the prophetic In the name of Jesus Take that grace Speed by the Spirit of Grace. Ten years in one year by the power of the prophetic. One month 
receiving one year Now I led my voice with the angel over this house, the prophet over your life, to speak over you that in the name of Jesus Christ, who is the Son of the Living God, beginning from tonight, the grace to begin to walk with the Holy Spirit in deeper dimensions, receive it right now. The hearing ear and the seeing eye in the name of Jesus may it be given to you. Amen. The hearing ear and the seeing eye may it be given to you. Amen. And if there is anyone here who is already walking in confusion outside of the prophetic blueprint for your life, it says, and when he, the spirit of truth, is come. That you will guide us into all truth. I decree and declare. Enjoy the guidance of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. And in addition to all that you have received. I decree and declare. By the power that raised Christ from the dead. The remaining half of this the year. From June even until December. It will be by the Spirit for you. Business by the Spirit. Ministry by the Spirit. Parenting by the Spirit. Finances by the Spirit. Open doors by the Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare that you are blessed. The blessings that come on account of our work with the Holy Spirit, may they be evident in your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus, who is the Son of the living God, the Lord bless you. The Lord increase you. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.